0: Welcome to Her Take, a podcast by three best friends sharing their take on just about anything. I'm Kira. I'm Jackie. And I'm Jen. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Her Take. We are a podcast where we talk about any and everything. We really have no clear direction, which is fine <laughs> if you're into that. This is episode 60, I believe. So we have wow. plenty of other episodes for you to catch up on. If you are new here, uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Her, podcast, at Her Take Podcast on Instagram or at Her Take Pod on Twitter if you feel called to do so. If you're not new here, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Happy November. I hope it's a happy November when you're listening to this. It's election day, so who knows? We probably won't have the results on Tuesday, but still, big week coming up. Daylight savings this weekend. Halloween. It's a lot going on. Very folly. Um, it's rainy where we are today, so we're all kind of bundled up and chilly and hope you guys are keeping warm, keeping safe, but I think it. Uh, let's get started with our check-in because we didn't do an uh, episode last week, so we have a lot to catch up on with each other. Um, so Jen, why don't you get us started and tell us how you're doing?
1: Yeah, thanks for the lovely intro as always, Kira. Um missed you guys last week but we're back this week with another episode. Um yeah, I just feel like things for me have been subpar. I'll just leave it at that. I just feel like I've been kind of going through it with like my mental health recently. Um and there is I think like a lot of reasons for that. I would say one is that work recently and probably until the end of the year has been pretty brutal. Um I just feel like I'm working on a lot of things at once and things just keep piling up and there's not enough time in the day. And I keep finding myself like not even being able to really process what I'm thinking at work sometimes because I'm just so overwhelmed that I can't get my thoughts together. So I'm feeling really burnt out and I would really like to take some time off between now and Thanksgiving, but I don't think... I can actually do that because I'm I'm just too busy and I think it would actually cause some more stress. So that's like one reason. I'm also, and I've been feeling this way, but I've just been feeling like I'm in a rut a little bit um, just because I'm not moving to the city. I don't really know when I'm moving to the city. Um, really just not getting any answers about returning to the office. So just feeling a little stuck. And honestly, I've just been feeling a little lonely lately. I feel like some of my friendships have been feeling very one-sided. And um, I kind of had like this thing happen this past weekend where I was supposed to go to a friend of a friend's apartment. And like I know this other girl, Um, it was supposed to be like eight of us, like very chill Halloween. And then my friend was like, well, I want to go to this other party at like my friend's 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 apartment, uh, like complete stranger. And I was just uncomfortable with that because of COVID. Um, So I was like, I don't really feel comfortable with that I would rather just stick to the original plan. And she just basically was like, well, I'm doing this. Uh, so I, I don't know, I feel like that kind of like set me off. And it's not just her, I feel like there's other friends that I have in my life where I just feel like I am trying to, like, accommodate them at all times, which isn't totally the healthiest always, Um, and I just don't feel like that in return, and I feel like I'm always listening to them about their things going on, so I don't know. It's been a little tough for me recently, so definitely not my best week, and I'm just hoping that things get better, but probably won't, (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I would just also say that if you're listening to this on election day and you haven't already voted, please vote. That's all. Yeah. True. Resounding. i double that.
0: I was about to be like, it's too late. But then I was like, you're right. If they are listening right on Tuesday, it's not too late. So you can go out and vote. Yep.
1: Yeah. I am voting on election day. So I am one of those. I just figured that given... I've just been seeing that everybody that has voted early in our town has been waiting on these crazy lines. And I just think that election day will probably be pretty chill. Yeah. So
0: I'm actually doing the I'm same with then. my parents.
1: Um, oh, really? Yeah. No, well, maybe I'll see you there. Well, I know. I
0: hope not. But um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we're just hoping dinner. it's not crowded. So I hope I see absolutely oh, yeah. no one except the polling volunteers. Um Yeah, we, well, I can explain it in my check-in, but we were away, my parents and I, this past week, so we Mm -hmm. didn't do the early voting, and we were all, like, really confused about the long lines and how that kind of defeats the purpose of early voting, so I actually tried to go today, and it was just, the line was crazy that we were like, absolutely not, we will go early election day, and uh, hopefully it's not too crowded.
1: Yeah. Well, Well, I know, Jackie, you voted early, so maybe we'll let you talk about it in your check-in. I think it's just because, A, Eastchester, or the town that we're in, is one of the few voting locations in Westchester, so it's not just people from our town voting there. Um, And I imagine they're only letting a couple people in at a time, so I don't know. Weird. Weird times. Yeah, I – well, I'll just –
2: Go right in. I did vote early. I voted on Thursday. Um, They like the the county. You can vote at like any of the voting locations in the county. You don't have to just go to the one in Eastchester. Just like FYI. So you guys know. um, And so other people know Um, as long as you're within the county that you live in, then you're fine. Um, There's like maybe like 10 or 12 locations open and I and I went on Thursday night because they were open until I think eight o'clock or maybe even nine I think they're opening an hour later than they say on the website because there's like a lot of people. And I'd say the whole thing took me about like 40 minutes like waiting online going in to vote and like doing the whole thing. So honestly it wasn't bad. I mean I think like obviously since there are so many few like there's no way that they can like have every voting location opened on election day i i mean like i think i think the the lines will be okay on election day because then you'll be able to go to your designated voting location right, right. um so i think that will be fine but i mean i think it is just like indicative though like if everyone tried to go vote on election day i think it'd be crazy well what's um,
0: crazy is i never had to wait online to vote
2: me either like it's usually
0: very empty when I go to my normal voting location um and usually I go early in the morning anytime I've had to vote in person obviously in college we did absentee um so I think that's why it's surprising but I think because it is like people from other towns coming that's why it's such a long line so yeah hopefully no problemos
2: yeah I yeah. think it'll be okay. I was just...
0: 40 minutes People were waiting like yeah. three to five hours.
2: Well, I went in the evening. I went at like 6.30 because they opened... They were like opening from like 8 to 4, like 8 to 5. And I was like, I work <laughs> right, right, right through all that time. Um, and so I just went in like one evening. And I think because it was like in the evening, like most people had already voted. They were going to vote that day. And it was also like kind of like a little drizzly. So I think... The weather sort of kept people away. Well, today
0: it was um, raining, and so yeah. I thought it wouldn't be crowded, and there right. had to be at least 100 people there.
2: Yeah. It's insane. I think it's the last day to vote. We're recording early. this on a Sunday. Yeah. It's the last day to vote early in New York. But I love that we have early voting now.
0: Also, I love that people are out there voting. Like, I'm I'm like, yeah. this is great. I'm happy to see it. Just, I'm not going to yeah. wait in this line, because yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs>
1: Yeah, was, we should uh, always have early voting I feel like this should just be right happening. it's called it
0: election now. day not voting day you know right <laughs>
1: yeah panel. and it honestly like and this is a whole rant in itself but it is really um kind of ridiculous in my opinion that election day is on a Tuesday so you either have to go before work or afterwards it work, should just be a holiday have to go in the middle of right work. it should
0: be a holiday yeah
1: and and I know, I think it's New York City, and at least at my employer, you can take time off to go vote. Right. And it's fine. Um, but at the same time, like, just do it on a Saturday. I don't know.
2: I mean, I think the issue is less for me that it's on a Tuesday. The issue is that it should just be a holiday because, like, we have plenty of holidays on Mondays. Right? If like fucking Columbus Day is on a Monday and people get the day off, give us but you don't Election get a day, day the day off once every, even if it's just for the presidential elections, right. like once every four years, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And school, uh, like schools, are right. off. Public schools. We used to get off for election day, which makes no sense. You can't vote as a kid.
0: Well, my dad, he works for the city. He's like a government employee, so he always had off. And I was always like, "Why isn't mom off? It's a holiday."
2: Yeah. So, well, here's hoping everything goes well. Fingers crossed. Well, it's interesting too because so I went hiking last weekend uh, upstate, and I saw my cousins. Like we were all like outside hanging out. And I was talking to my uncle and I was telling him about early voting and he thought that I was talking about like mail-in voting, like as in sending in like your mail-in ballot. And I said like, oh, you can vote early now in New York. And he was like, yeah, but like I didn't want to mail it in. So I'm just going to go vote on Election Day. And I was like, "No, no, 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 you can vote now. Uh, and vote early, and you just can go to any location in the county that you live in. So it is so true. I saw this on Twitter. People are like, you have to ask your friends and your family what their voting plan is, because some people may still be confused as to what the um, new rules are in New York. So I think it's so important that you ask everyone in your life what their voting plan is, because uh, you may give people information that you just assumed that they had, but they may not. Mm. So right. It's so important.
0: Thank you. Always yeah, that. yeah, always. Mm. Democracy. How are you? Else, are you doing um, besides voting? Life. Yeah.
2: Well, last night was Halloween, so it was super fun, and I took my nieces trick or treating. Um, and they're so cute. My niece Camila was a tiger, and then Sophia was a mermaid. But she was the little mermaid. Um, they're so cute, and it was like pretty quiet. Um, lots of houses, like we, I put together like goodie bags of candy and I think most people did that as well. And people just left the candy like on their front steps or at the end of their driveway. Um, and so lots of houses had candy, but it was very quiet. The street was, I was like, at one point we were on Oakland and we were the only group walking. And I was like, normally Oakland is like popping. It's. There's like kids running around everywhere. And obviously there's just less people, obviously because of COVID. But it was there were truly there was no sign of life. So it was a little bit sad. Um, yeah, we ended up seeing a few other kids and stuff like that. So it got a little bit better. But I was a little surprised by how few people there were. But it's better that everyone is safe. So definitely not complaining. It was just like an observation. Um, yeah, so really been enjoying fall. Like I said, we went hiking last weekend and it was beautiful and enjoying Halloween. So, you know, we love it. So, can't complain.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Did you dress up?
2: I did not. I... Boo. Oh, I know. I'm so, not oh, fun, and Jackie. I know, I know, I know, I know. I thought about. I have like a Daenerys Targaryen costume in my uh, closet, but I was like, that seems like so much work. It's like, am I? It's like, am I going to put a wig on to go trick or treating for an hour? <laughs> and uh, I'll do something next year. I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm not even like a parent, but I'm like, I feel like Halloween snuck up on me, and I was not prepared. I don't know. Uh, I know. I I still I'm been.
0: sorry. It's, it's a rough year. It's all for good. Yeah, gathering materials for tough. Halloween costumes. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. For sure. Well. Well. That's hopefully nice. next year. Yeah. Yeah. We'll all go trick or treating. Trick or <laughs> treating is so much fun. Like I'm low key. I agree. I miss that, and I'm sad that I'm too old to do that now. You I know. want candy too. I mean,
2: we did see in one of those, you know those big inflatable dinosaurs that people dress up as that like
1: mm-hmm.
2: someone was dressed up as that and I was like, you can't tell if there's an adult or a child <laughs> in there. So, I feel like you can just wear that and just go get candy. Yeah,
0: Who cares? you can also buy candy. That's true.
2: You can also buy but it's better when it's yeah, free. That's not <laughs> as fun. Come on. Yeah. It's better when it comes from strangers.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <Safety first>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, now to me. Um, yeah, like I said, I was away the past week. I went down to North Carolina with my parents. Um, Love it. Which, went. yeah, I mean, we weren't sure we were going to go because obviously, as I think everyone knows, COVID cases are rising and. Especially if you get out of where we are I'm just, you know, worried people aren't taking it as seriously. But we decided, like, mm-hmm. we would just be super safe on bathroom stops, quick peas, and then wipe our bodies down with Lysol wipes afterwards, and, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was totally fine. Really did not interact with uh, other humans. And so far, still good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a pretty boring week, to be honest. Like, I worked remotely a few days and then took a few days off, which was nice because I just haven't really taken days off this year. Um, So it was nice to just kind of have a few days down, but didn't do much because there's not much to do, so... Uh, it's nice to be back up here, actually, because it's so fally here. Like Jackie was mm-hmm. saying, so I came back and I was like, "Oh, it's so pretty! Like all the leaves have changed." And um, mm-hmm. when I saw some trick or treaters, I was personally surprised how many trick or treaters there were in my neighborhood. Um, but you know, I think the families see each other anyway, because all the kids are going to school with each other, so it's probably yeah. fine. But it did make me feel extra fall-like to see. People running around in costumes and the leaves on the ground. Um, I will say, back to the election, the drive down to North Carolina was very, like, this is why people don't leave New York. Like, it was just, like, Trump signs (laughs)
1: everywhere,
0: Confederate flags in uh, Virginia. I was like, my God, where are we?
2: I think I swear people live in, like, an alternate reality.
0: I'm literally like, this is why. I I wouldn't be
1: mad if they seceded from the (laughs) Union. Let's bring that idea back <laughs> up on the table. Yeah, I'm not kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm like, this is why people hate like elite liberals, quote unquote. But I'm also like, but this is terrifying. Like, this is why we don't want to leave our liberal bubble. Like, uh, but I think I, I don't have Superior. Words. You know that. what's interesting though? I think you guys probably have noticed this this as well. Trump fans. And, like, you should never normally have to use the term fan to describe people who support a politician, but, like, this is abnormal times. Um, they are the only people who will hang, like, Trump flags outside their trucks. That's trucks.
1: Yes, I've thought about this. No so one
0: else does that. And then I'm like, no like, other it's Republican, insane.
2: no one has done that
1: ever no one's done that since the like ever like i don't that's why it ever. gives me such like nazi vibes is like yeah, the trump it, flag it's such a cult. It's like, the fanaticism devotion. yeah it's fanaticism it's weird it's a cult of personality and so you see it so really much of that
0: troubling. and then i'm like what does this do like you didn't just change my mind like who is driving to the polling station and is like mm, kind of undecided sees a trump flag and is like well that's a sign like I just don't totally yeah. get the need for all the signs. Um yeah.
1: But, I don't I agree.
2: <laughs> it's it's interesting like a change in in culture surrounding that because I mean, I think even as we look at like more modern republican presidents from like Nixon forward, we'll consider those to be more modern. You don't you that that wasn't a thing. Like this sort of I don't understand, like, where this shift, how it occurred. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really sure. It's sort of bizarre to me because you would never, as much as, like, I'm proud to say that I voted for Joe Biden, I'd never hang, like, a Biden-Harris flag on my front, on my non-existent flagpole. Like, you know what I mean?
1: I think it's bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, It's very odd. It, It honestly is very, like reminiscent of the nazi era because th- that's just what it reminds me of i've just yeah it boggles my mind that people are unable to see how crazy and ridiculous it is to be so in love with a politician yeah
0: right didn't,
2: didn't it's it odd your cousins have like trump wrapping paper jen
1: oh yeah yeah and yeah did, is Actually. that how they give you
2: is that how they wrapped your gifts
1: Oh, that was funny because like we didn't even get gifts that year because I guess we're too old to get gifts. Oh, but like weird. they okay. gave other—that's uh, weird. The to other me. kids' gifts. That to me is a it little odd. It's face. honestly rude. Like, it's like a little. It's, it's rude. Like two in your face. We yeah. so you like, got them gifts it's
0: like don't force I, this on me it in. yeah
2: yeah it's just bizarre it's like it feels like uh it's like when you like poke when you're like poking somebody just to get them to like hey look over here look at me look at me look at me this is what i think it's just sort of bizarre like yeah. i don't know what the goal is like i don't have biden harris wrapping paper i mean maybe i wrap.
0: would if i were getting you a gift and i found because it'd, be, it'd be like ha, ha, yeah would be like isn't right. But isn't
2: this cute? If I'm giving it to, to everybody, ironically, I'd be like is weird. You know. Yeah. If you're like, I'm gonna buy this wrapping paper that probably costs too much money and I'm gonna give it to my relatives who I know are Democrats. Just yeah, to be they like didn't give it to fuck us, you or I don't know. It's weird.
1: Yeah, well, I think they're under the assumption that everybody else is a Republican, because like we don't say anything because it's mm. genuinely yeah, very it's, uncomfortable. It's, yeah, it's hard. Um, I don't know if they I maybe they do now that we a Democrat. I really don't know. Um, but actually, this podcast. yeah, <laughs> well, it's a fun story because my, my uncle, podcast? like same I'm family, <laughs> yeah, listen to episode 60. <laughs> I don't want them listening. <laughs> um, no, but my uncle, like same family came down this past weekend, like him and my aunt came down to go see my grandma. Like they just didn't really have anything else to do. And my grandma was going to go vote early with my brother. And then my grandma's neighbors, like she was going to go, but then the lines are really long. So she was like, I'm not going to go. But then my grandma's neighbors said, like, if you're handicapped, you can just go right in. So my grandma like brought her walker and everything. So my (laughs) uncle went with her and like filled out her ballot for her. And she spent one day, like a couple of hours, my uncle. And when we had dinner this past week with my grandma, she was spewing the most conservative BS like I've ever heard. I cannot believe like... She got brainwashed in such a short amount of time. It really is like so troubling to me. She was like, they're socialists, like blah, blah, blah. Um, Trump like really wants to make America like back to what it was. Like, I just want things to go back to normal. And I'm like, grandma, this this is like not normal because of him. So anyway, we fought with her. She also said that she doesn't think a woman can be president and then shat on Dr. Fauci. And we got really upset with her. Um, But my grandma's also my favorite person, so I can't shit on (laughs) her too hard. And she gave me $50. Uh, Oh,
2: grandma, why?
1: Yeah. I mean, I love her dearly, but the woman has, like, a fifth grade education. Like, she just will believe anything my uncle says to her. It is
0: crazy Um, how easy it is to brainwash people. Not just your grandma, but, like, a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's something that... I can be susceptible too. like, I can see one thing and be like, it must be true. And it's a good right. reminder that you always need to fact check stuff because both sides lie just one side a little more mm-hmm. than others.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Completely agreed. And we've r- ranted about Trump on this podcast plenty of right. times. Um, TBD. If uh, the election results will come in by the time we record next time, I think that's what's really uh Giving me a lot of, like, agita this week is not <laughs> yeah. knowing
2: when we're going to... have agita is a word I've that been using a, a lot word.
1: lately. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. I'd rather it just be over on Tuesday, one way or the other. I know. But I think it'll alas. take a little while
0: to get other results. And to be honest, I hope it's a landslide and there's no disputing the results, but I will wait as long as I need to wait to prove the rightful winner. So, uh, yep. it's interesting because this was is... Hoping? is episode 60, and I was thinking the other day about how pretty much since the start of this podcast we've been talking about the presidential election, um, (laughs) which is kind of wild that uh, it's been a long time coming so yeah
2: we picked a good if year to start our, ma-
0: making we this podcast. did <laughs> yeah it's wild to <laughs>
2: or a bad year the way
0: you look at it we'll have to do a year reflection because i some of the things that went on in the beginning of the year some of the episodes where we were like nbd covid it's very funny also terrifying like
1: over. if you're wearing a mask on the subway what are you doing now we're like it's a little over
0: the top guys it's in china it's not here yet <laughs> Yeah, chill. lies we were all wrong we're, speaking of brainwashing we were all wrong we, all wrong. <laughs> we did yeah. not know what was up um that's okay we all make mistakes we live we learn we read we do better um mm-hmm. i do think that this all kind of somewhat ties into what we wanted to talk about today because like i said we're just kind of reflecting on the election and obviously we don't have the results yet, but just thinking about the possibility, fingers crossed, that a female could be the vice president of the United States um, is very exciting. And it just kind of had us reflecting on the past few months of uh, the election and Uh, kind of the interaction between feminism and media and how media has portrayed women, uh, obviously for decades, but just specifically more recently. Um, Kamala, but also because we are who we are, we're going to talk about The Bachelorette and feminism on The Bachelorette. So kind of an all-across-the-board discussion of... uh, our thoughts recently on this. I'll kind of turn it over because Jen and Jackie kind of did. Uh, what's a good witchy word? What What did the witches brew? Mm. Mm, kind of brewed this topic together, um, and we'll probably speak about it more eloquently than I will. So I will give my two cents after they kind of start. If you guys are okay with that,
1: yeah, I'm happy to start. I guess. Um, so, yeah, like Kira mentioned, we've just been thinking and talking about feminism between us three and the media's portrayal of what it means to be a feminist and how that sometimes gets really twisted. I just want to set the record straight that the three of us are feminists. And that is not something that anybody should really be ashamed of. I don't really understand why it's a controversial thing. Um To me, being a feminist is all about ensuring that there's equality for all women. And to me, that should not be controversial in 2020 at all. Um, But it's also ensuring that women's voices are heard and that the issues that we go through are really understood. So whether that's abortion or, you know, dating, like just... Things like that that I feel like hasn't really gotten the airtime that it has until recently has been really important. Um, And I also think one other thing to note is you think of feminists as women, but, you know, we need men as well to be feminists, and it shouldn't really be controversial. Now, one thing I will say is that it sometimes feels not so much like in most media i would say but like in more conservative media being a feminist is kind of seen as a bad thing and gets a negative connotation and i think that they believe for whatever reason that being a feminist means that they want women to be superior to men which is not the case i mean like yeah kind of sometimes we joke that women are superior but that's not like actually how we feel um And they kind of get, like, this bad rep of being, like, crazy and uh, I I don't know. And and I don't know why that is, and I don't know why it's, like, a negative thing to be a feminist. Um, But I don't know if Jackie and Kira, you guys have thoughts on that and kind of, like, the twisted portrayal of being, like, a feminist in the media.
2: Yeah, I, um... I think something that's interesting, sort of, just what you were going off of, Jen, or what you were saying, Jen, is um, uh, the the issue, I think, lies, innately, sort of, with feminism as being like labeled as like a dirty word, and so I think feminism, because feminism is not new, but sort of mm-hmm. um, the feminism gaining traction and things like that was sort of like and like I'm not an expert on this but I think like in terms of like a feminist movement being seen as sort of like part of like a cultural revolution is mm-hmm. like in the 70s and I think like because it stems from a time where there was a lot of change going on in society and it was a part of like a more liberal movement I think that Feminism has been used as a dirty word because it's sort of associated with like counterculture, counterrevolution in the 70s. So that word has been used to to be I mean, to basically be slander against women, It doesn't make any sense. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think there is like innately that issue lies there. So it's used by I mean, by people as as this like, sort of derogatory thing, and it's meant to be, like, an insult, or it's meant to be, I don't know, like, something that, like, you should be ashamed of, which is, like, really just, like, disappointing and disheartening. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think... I think that's why we continue to see the word and the label used against female politicians, um, any kind of, Mm -hmm. like, woman in power. And that's why I think you'll see... Um, you know, and this is, I don't mean to like generalize, but like, I think like women that are like in conservative media, they can't label themselves as feminists. Um, Mm -hmm. all the time, because that word, I think, in the conservative community, or in the conservative, I don't even know what to call it, world, uh, like, alternate reality, like, it can't be used as a positive thing, and so I think that's why you see such a disparity, where, like, I have no problem calling myself a feminist, but you'll never call, like, I don't know, like, just, like, women, like, on the right in, in media, they wouldn't use that word to describe themselves,
1: because... It's been dried through the mud so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think you bring up a good point, Jackie, about talking about the backlash specifically that women in politics get. And we can definitely dive deeper into this. But it seems like, for example, Amy Coney Bear just got, um, you know, put and approved to be on the Supreme Court. And I've been seeing things like, where are the feminists now? And... The truth is that just because Amy Coney Barrett is a woman and has a powerful position in our country does not make her a feminist because of the things that she says and that she continues to oppress people who are not straight white men, basically. She's not pro-choice. That's not a feminist stance. So it's not enough to just be a powerful woman in politics. The other point that I'll say is that A lot of times these powerful women, especially in politics, get mistreated and I think are under even more scrutiny than their male counterparts. Um, You know, there was a lot of talk about Kamala when she was uh, when she was debating Mike Pence during the VP debates, saying that she had to not come off as too angry or um, not tough. Like it's finding that right balance, especially as a black woman, which is you know, to me, ridiculous that she has to undergo that type of scrutiny um, and that it's not enough and that just by default, Mike Pence has the upper hand because he's a straight white male and people just favor that inherently over being a woman of color. It's it's disheartening. And I think we saw some of that backlash when Hillary Clinton was running for president, like that she was nasty and just because she wasn't this warm and friendly woman that it it almost um, backfired on her for some people, not for us, I don't think, but it, it backfired. And there were a lot of people on the left that said that they didn't like her as a politician. Um, yeah. So that's- it's tough being a politician and a woman because you have to find that right balance of being tough without coming off like a bitch, which is crazy.
0: Right. But it's only a bitch if you're a woman. you're a man right Right. it's powerful or whatever um yeah no very interesting i think especially politicians i mean we hold all politicians to a high standard but particularly women well we should uh particularly women um as we saw with hillary you know you have to be basically perfect and i think the reason amy comey barrett um People on the right like hers because she's complacent with what a man would want. Um, Yes. Yeah, they don't like women who are threatening the status quo, um, which obviously Hillary, Kamala, those kind of women tend to do. Um, I think the misinformation around the definition of feminism is a real problem. I mean, I've had friends in college who are women who were like, oh, no, I'm not a feminist. And I was like... Yes, of course you are. Um, it's just a misunderstanding about what it means to be a feminist. I'm like, if you think you deserve the same opportunities as the man next to you, um, or the black woman next to you deserves the same opportunities as you, you're a feminist. Um, so I do think that there does need to kind of be a social reworking of how we describe the who feminists are um and uh how we present uh feminist topics in media uh also on the politician side as you were talking about Kamala you know not wanting to come across like a bitch there's also the whole portrayal of you know focus on how they look and you don't Mm -hmm. totally like I mean This is, you know, maybe offensive to say given what we're talking about, but like Trump never looks good and nobody ever really talks about it. But if a woman goes up there, I talk about it. I'll talk, yeah, exactly. But if a woman goes up there looking in that ill fitting of an outfit, that bad hair, that bad makeup, the media would have a heyday with it. You know, it's such Mm. a weird like I'm like, why does no one talk about how horrible he looks? But, you know, Hillary wears too many pantsuits and, you know, the media has falls down.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, the appearance thing is interesting because I watched I I think I talked about this on the pod. I watched um, AOC had a, a makeup tutorial and I believe it was with Vogue. Yeah. And during that tutorial, she was talking about how women have to strike that balance because you can't go up there without any makeup on. But if you go up there with red lipstick, they say that you care too much about your appearance and you can't be taken seriously. Right. And it's troubling that women have to feel like they need to strike that balance, especially in politics. Um, but really, any woman that is in The media. Uh, Taylor Swift has been a huge feminist advocate, I think. She has really brought an attention to the fact that like, she gets a lot of backlash because people say that all she does is write about her ex-boyfriends, but then someone like Ed Sheeran, who also writes about love and writes about his ex-girlfriends, doesn't get that same backlash and critique. Um, So it's just... It it's troubling to me that even as we start to bring these issues forward and start to critique the way that the media uh, will criticize, I guess, men and women or lack thereof, um, even as we continue to talk about it, people just don't care. And it still influences the way that they portray or they perceive their favorite politicians.
2: Yeah, I, I think something that you see happening a lot in... I don't even want to say like in the media, but I think women that are in media or that are notable, um, I don't know why, but people feel like they have a right to give their opinion that is unwarranted and Mm, uh, not asked mm for. And it's, I don't, I almost don't even have words to explain my confusion on it. It's like no one asked you to comment on the color of her lipstick, but you feel that it's your right to give your opinion on it for whatever reason. Um, And I think that's just, you know, now I'm sort of talking about the double standard, but I think it ties in closely to feminism because there is inequality on how, you know, women are treated versus men um, in the media and in whatever. I mean, in pretty much every facet of life, women and men are treated differently. Um, and so, um, and and like to varying degrees, like I don't mean that it's like all like awful, or whatever, right? So I'm not, this is like a complex issue and I recognize that. Um,
0: yeah, I was going to say it's a whole other deep conversation. Yeah. But part of that is like, when did we decide it's okay for everybody to give their opinion all the time? Like, You don't have right. to share your opinion all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it feels like that, especially with fashion, like when there's the Met Gala, and you have these people who are spending days like critiquing and picking apart people's outfits. And it's like, who asked you? Yeah, <laughs> more so the women, of course. And granted, the men are just not all of them, you know, Harry would never. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the men, for the most part, uh, are just wearing your typical black tux. So maybe maybe there's less interest there talking about their fashion choices but at the same time it's like who's even like why why is this even a thing
2: right I think social media has opened up and I don't want to get too off topic but I think it does relate I I feel like social media has made people feel like suddenly they have like this more intimate access to people's lives than they would have traditionally had 20 years ago so I feel like people Mm -hmm. think that that gives Mm -hmm. them permission that like just because like someone posts a picture or like uploads a video or uses social media in whatever way they decide um that that's like just like fair game um and I think it has led women to be um more vulnerable and I think um and, and, like, I use, obviously, like, I use my Instagram, and I, I live tweet The Bachelorette, which we'll get to in a second, I think. Um, but, you know, I, I think it, it has made, uh, it has, like, left us more exposed. Um, I mean, just because I think that double standard does exist. And, like, I, I think as, like, we continue to use social media, like, as, like, as, as it's been used, like, for, like, campaigning and things like that, Um I think it leaves women open to that scrutiny that wasn't, I mean, maybe people thought it before, but like they didn't have anywhere to comment or put. Right, it, right. You know? Yeah, that's a
0: good um, point. I saw ASC yeah. was recently on a cover. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember which magazine cover it was.
1: Oh, Vanity Fair. Oh, okay.
0: And someone was like, this suit that she's wearing costs $14,000. Like, as if it's like a dig to her, like, how could right. she spend that much money on clothes? I'm like, do you think she keeps the outfits that they wear for magazine shoots? Like, no. <laughs> this is styled by somebody. Everyone's
2: an expert. That's on right? ignorant. Like,
0: come on, that's not how it works. You don't keep yeah. the clothes.
2: There's a stylist who takes everything back.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's security there to make sure you don't steal anything. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I have not been keeping up with The Bachelorette, but that felt like a good. Time to start talking about it. So, if anyone wants to do a recap on all the drums,
2: should I? I've been live tweeting it, I've been having a lot of fun. <laughs> I think the reason why we wanted to talk about The Bachelorette a little bit and like so it doesn't seem like such an incredible twist of the topic, I think um, this season of The Bachelorette features Claire, Claire Crawley for now. Um, And she is the oldest bachelorette, as they've made very obvious to all of us. Um, And there has been a lot of drama happening in the very short amount of time where, I mean, essentially it boils down to, um, like, Claire Crawley having this, like, weird version of, like, female empowerment. But basically, like, she's now obsessed with, like, this one guy. She's now obsessed with Dale. And it's just, like all of the other men are obviously like, you don't even want to be here. You don't like us. And there's been like quite a bit of drama just like among, between like Claire and some of the men. Um, And just like, I feel like they're, There was an incident where one of the contestants who was like kicked off of the show, like after this whole blow up, but he basically was like, I expected way more from you um, from the oldest bachelorette, which, to be fair, followed a game of strip dodgeball, which like he was not in favor of, which I also agree was like pretty distasteful. Um, But I I think like something that like the bachelorette has like brought up about like there's always something to judge a woman on, and it's like she's always got to be like act, she has to act a certain way based on her age and like based on her looks, and um, I think it just like continues to like to to send the message that like women like there there like there's always something to to pick at. Um,
0: Wait, I have some. I don't know. That was like
2: a bad summary. Yeah, but I yeah.
0: I don't. <laughs> I'm
2: kidding. Wait, should we let Kira ask the questions well, and then Jen, we'll get to maybe yeah.
0: Jen, phil Or Jen go,
1: and then I'll ask my questions. Okay. Um no, I was gonna say I think it's interesting, Jackie, that you bring that up because the Bachelorette is not necessarily a woman in power, right? Right. No. And yet she faces the like, a similar amount, if not more, scrutiny like especially the bachelorette actually you know most of the leads face a lot of scrutiny like we really tore into peter right last year rightfully so um but especially the bachelorettes i think come under a lot of fire and like need to be uh the perfect bachelorette i will say though i i think with claire she preaches this uh story that she's like a feminist and um a woman who is empowered but at the same time i think that she is using that as an excuse to not really treat the contestants on the show with respect to be quite honest um yeah to summarize as jackie mentioned she basically is fixated on this one guy on the show and it's been because two weeks of that, it's been <laughs> two weeks yeah and but because of that she hasn't really given some of these other guys a chance. With the Yosef drama, that was warranted. He deserved to get bitched out by her, to be quite honest. Um, Not because he was necessarily wrong. I see where he was coming from and feeling like what he's saying what Claire did, making the guy strip during dodgeball. We have to also keep in mind this show is completely contrived. That was not Claire's idea. I don't think I think that was probably mostly the producer's idea. Um, Regardless, I understand his point of view. The delivery and then subsequent disparaging of Claire was uncalled for and not okay and deserved him getting kicked off the show and him getting yelled at. However, the way that she has been treating some of the other guys, such as getting mad at them for not immediately pouncing to spend time with her, um, cutting hot Brandon, uh, not giving <laughs> the guys a rose on the group date, and then her disaster date with Zach Jay. Um, I mean, the Zach Jay stuff was uh, understandably uncomfortable for her, but it has shown to me that she, she thinks she's a feminist and thinks that being assertive makes you a a feminist. And while at times I appreciate her no BS attitude, I feel like in reality, she has some like deep rooted insecurities and like deep rooted issues that need to be resolved through therapy. And she's using, like, the feminist facade as, like, an excuse for her mistreatment of people.
0: Right. Um, we're always recommending and, therapy to The Bachelor contestants.
2: Yeah. One episode was, <laughs> yeah. like, literally therapy. It was weird.
1: Um, yeah. And and the one thing I will say is, like, I have seen online, like, someone was, like, is this sexist, the way that we're critiquing Claire? And like I said, I think The Bachelorette does come under a lot of scrutiny, that's just kind of how the show is. Yeah. That's what happens when you end up becoming the lead on the show. I will say that we have had assertive, strong feminist bachelorettes in the past, like Hannah B. Rachel Lindsay. And I think overall people love them and loved their assertiveness. But it was because they did it in a way that wasn't like like disrespectful to the right. cast members. And it was like warranted. It wasn't yeah. happening multiple times an episode. Like, this to me signals that, like, Claire has deeper insecurities that, like, she needs to, to sort through.
2: She's using her, like, proclaimed empowerment as an excuse to be, like, rude to people. Which I think is, like, part of why people yes. such as myself and Jen are, I think, bothered by the behavior. Because, like, the guys seem, like, nice. These so seem, like, fairly normal. So, there was... It honestly is,
1: like, things that... I don't feel like it's very you it's very bizarre.
2: So, so they were on a group date and it was the cocktail portion of the date. And she basically said, "So, who's going to go first like to take me aside?" And there was like a pause and she kind of and they like inserted like cricket sounds. There was like a few seconds where none of the guys were like, "Claire, take I'll take you." And and then One, Bennett, who's like now my favorite, um, was like, oh, Claire, like, let's go. But there was like kind of like a silence and everyone seemed nervous because it was like their first group date and they're on a TV show and they're being filmed. And so she goes off with Bennett. They're talking. She she is like clearly not paying attention. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. I have to go back and say something. And she came back to the guys and like blew up at all of them about, I'm just I can't believe none of you wanted to take me aside. That is so embarrassing for me and she got so heated and so upset. And then Dale, who's the guy she's obviously like into, was like, "Claire, come here, baby, don't worry." Oh my and then God. she went off with Claire. And everyone was like, "What the hell? Like that was so much." And then yeah. um God, what was even the other stuff? I don't even remember.
1: Well, she cut hot Brandon because oh yeah they were talking and he said something like generic like oh when I heard that you were the bachelorette I knew I had to come and she was like oh why why me basically and he was like oh well you're beautiful and And to be fair he didn't answer it in the best way yeah but she just immediately got so mad at him and cut him from the show and eliminated him right there and that to me is why it feels like It's like some deeper rooted insecurity issues because she's like getting really mad about little things that like could hurt her ego. To me,
0: that sounds like she's looking, she's looking for something wrong because she spoke to Dale before the show started and knew she was going to leave with him the whole time.
1: Right. That could be true as well and is definitely (laughs) a theory. Like she's really not giving these other guys a chance, which is not fair to them because they're coming on the show too. They're giving up. Like, their job, they had to quarantine. Like, this has been a production for them as well. And it really is just, um, in my opinion, not very respectful. So, yeah. yeah. And then one of the other big moments
2: was they all had a group date and there was a roast. And Margaret Cho was there. Mm. And the date card said, don't take it personally or something like that. Or she told them to not take it personally. And all of the other guys, Dale was not on the group date, but they brought in the other guys to be in the audience. So Dale was there. And all of the guys, they didn't roast Dale the entire time, but all of them had jokes and roasts about Dale. And she, in her, like, commentary that they give, like, on the side, she said that she was getting so heated and she was so confused and was getting so irritated as to why all of the guys were making jokes about Dale. And then on the cocktail portion of the group date... Every single guy that she pulled to the side or that she had side conversations with, her first question was like, so why did you make fun of Dale? Like, what was that all about? Every guy. And they didn't talk about anything besides Dale. And she was like so upset. And she was like, she, her date card said, don't take it personally. And she took everything personally. And it was just Like Dale, I don't think, took
1: any of it personally. I think think Dale Dale was more just like,
2: oh my God, like. I think he was probably just like, oh, let this end. But he was like fine. Like he's fine. He's obviously they're they're together, obviously, so like he's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, they probably won't last, which will be too bad because she threw right, away this whole opportunity. She wasted this. Yeah.
2: Um Yeah, and, and so I think like the show has just like Claire has been like just sort of an interesting lead because I think she's like tried to like assert herself to being like um sort of like uh like strong and like powerful which is like fine but i think in the process she's like taking these men down and sort of has been knocking them down a peg um which has been like uncomfortable to watch
1: yeah Um, it has been very uncomfortable and i think that's why i really just don't like her as the lead like i don't i don't feel like i'm even really rooting for her to be honest um and it's upsetting to me because I feel like the producers have been really bad at picking leads recently, and I just don't understand why. Um, but yeah, it, it's been it's been tough to watch because I don't always agree with her stances, and I feel like she. Ugh, this is like such a hard thing for me to say because I feel like it's so sexist, but like I feel like she's kind of over dramatic. Like that's just my she, she like interpretation is though. Of Honestly,
2: like as much as I don't want to label women with like those typical But she is being like it's like a bit yeah like it's like like, there's just no
1: other way to describe it like her blowing up at the guys at the things that she's blown up to them about is honestly unwarranted yeah the yosef thing was warranted but like i can't even take that that seriously because she's just gotten mad over everything yeah and um, like during the date when
2: she was interrogating all of the guys about Dale, she said, I'm not giving out this group rose date tonight because I feel like I didn't get what I needed from any of you. And I was like, <laughs> all you did was ask about Dale. And it's just bizarre. It's um, the obsessive behavior with Dale very quickly. is like, I mean, I guess they've been talking, right? I mean, I guess that's There's what no it is. Way they it's haven't. just bizarre.
1: Yeah, Um. I will also add that like, within the first episode, or maybe even the second episode at first, I thought, you know, maybe because she's a little bit older, she knows exactly what she wants. She doesn't have patience for the BS. So maybe that's why she's like really set on Dale. But the last episode that we just watched, it really, to me is more indicative of like an immature infatuation. Like I feel like in her mind, she has already made up that Dale is the one and Dale can do no wrong. And so she's not only not giving the other guys a chance, but I feel like she's not even like really getting to know Dale. Like, I don't even really know Dale. Yeah, like, I feel no- like She just has like this image in her mind that he's this perfect person. Yeah,
2: it's kind of interesting because she keeps talking about Dale so great. He's just always there. He always listens. And I'm like, well, obviously, you're all in like a resort. That's why he's always there. Um, But um, it just sort of, I'm like... Oh. I, I don't understand like what's so great about Dale like she keeps saying like Dale's so great so amazing and I'm like show me what what do you mean <laughs> what
1: I what I don't understand um, <laughs> yeah I, I get it like I, he definitely seems like a really great guy he's he not seems, my personal he seems
2: like he seems like a nice guy but like beyond him being like a nice guy who's like decent and whatever like I'm not sure like 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 give
1: me like give me something to work with I'm not I don't know if I get it yeah yeah I listen I get like why she likes Dale the best I don't get like the level of infatuation that she has for him without even having been on a one-on-one date with him yeah that's (laughs) what really doesn't make sense to me I don't feel like their connection is that deep for her to be this infatuated with him
0: I'm like stressed out from this recap alone.
1: Yeah. Because I like <laughs> cannot It's been a stressful understand. and uncomfortable season. And to and watch. that's why it
2: stinks too because these guys seem like a really great group of guys and spoiler mm-hmm. alert, right? So spoiler alert, this is why I'm happy that like Tasha, I hope that they stay on for Tasha's part of the season or at least most of them decide to stay on for Tasha's part of the they season. Cuz they weren't given a fair shot with Claire. Like, night one, as Dale walked away from the limo, she was like, I think I just met my husband. And I was like, girl. What? What, <laughs> what is yeah. going on? I feel like they yeah. not got a fair shot. So I hope.
1: <sighs> Bring on Taysha! I'm really
2: hopeful for them. You know, I hope they find yeah. love.
0: Hopefully, Taysha's am... a better representation of The Bachelor. Literally
2: all she has to she do should is have been not fixate on one guy night one and she's already done a better mm. job like that's that's, yeah. that's 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 where the bar is
0: the show is yeah. so difficult because been- it's so it is so pro- problematic in terms of you know the feminism discussion earlier um because it's like they keep trying to do better and then they just don't like the striptease discussion you guys were having like That is such a problem because it is kind of a double standard in the other way. It is such a double
2: standard, right. You would never have women do that. If they did that that. to women, it would not work. And, it, you know, it's like, honestly, like, it was uncomfortable to watch. Truly, it felt like, it was very degrading. I felt like, I felt really embarrassed because in that situation, it's like, do you feel like you can say No right I don't think so and so that's like an issue with like consent yeah yeah that's a whole rabbit hole and a whole other thing that I don't think we have time to unpack but it it was it was for me it was very when you guys said that I I was um, surprised
0: because I I completely agree in 2020 to be doing something like that is a problem
1: it was yeah it was disappointing to see they definitely don't have the women you know stripping on the show but they have the women doing things that aren't that's necessarily the most upstanding like they had the women last season i believe on peter's season like modeling bikinis right that's true yeah you know what i'm saying like they this is not like the most the show with all the equality like they definitely do some degrading things i just feel like there are other activities they can do but at the same time, like we can't sit here and blame Claire. Like I don't think she really had right. much authority in deciding what the activity was. Um, so, anyway, problematic show. I am excited for them to bring Tasha on. I believe that this week's episode is where shit hits the fan and yep. Claire leaves. I I don't. Really I would know. tune in, Kira. Honestly, yeah, this is the it's episode. Get interesting. I don't know like how. I don't know it if it all unfolds. Me, but... no it's been thoroughly entertaining the The
2: last episode was I was riveted the whole time it was a
1: disaster but I
2: was hooked
1: (laughs) it was so good like great tv yeah horrible bachelorette right exactly it's like very entertaining um but I am excited for Taysha's season because I'm hoping for a more normal season I think she'll be a great bachelorette um I'm excited for her to come on but definitely very interested to see how it all unfolds because it's not clear to me like do the producers kick her off does she leave does dale like swoop her away who knows interesting tbd but yeah definitely not it's it's not good bachelorette tv in the sense that i am not at all invested in any of these other guys right now because i already know that she's fixated on dale so it's like i'm not invested in like her getting to know the other guys if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um but we love bennett bennett's a fave i did not slide into his dms yeah (laughs) that was my favorite part of the week um oh god no answer sadly Mm,
0: stay tuned could happen
1: stay tuned stay tuned.
0: Well, in typical her take fashion, we dug up a few rabbit holes and then didn't really go down all them. So it was kind of sporadic, but I still think it was a good conversation. Hopefully you enjoyed and maybe you were inspired to start the bachelorette or got a nice reminder to go vote. Well, you know, that's how we roll all over the place here. But Mm -hmm. I think we should move on to the rest of our hot takes besides The Bachelorette. So, Jackie, is there anything else you want to talk about?
2: Uh, Yeah, I have a bone to pick with The Great British Baking Show. Um, I started watching the new season that they began filming this year. I think it was over the summer, and it's been premiering in the UK. And it's still not all the episodes I think are up on Netflix yet. But they had, okay, so it was Bread Week, week three. And Paul Hollywood, for the technical challenge, had them make six rainbow bagels, which, first of all, atrocity. Second of all, he had them make bagels in like two hours and 45 minutes. And I'm like, do you? Paul Hollywood claims to be the self-proclaimed king of bread or whatever, and... I'm like, that's not how you make a bagel. You don't get to make a bagel in two and a half hours. It was just very bizarre and I don't understand why they had them make rainbow bagels because if a rainbow bagel is gonna be rainbow, then it has no color, no crust, and it's just like a soft, sad looking bagel. Like you know those like bagels that come in like those plastic bags Mm. at the supermarket? Awful. It was like that, and I was like, who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Obviously, I don't even know it was terrible. I'm like, yeah, but he like they also have like they have like French patisserie. They had they did a babka, which is like a Jewish Ukrainian dessert. They do things as far as I understand, they do things like in the legit way. And they've had other challenges where they leave bread. I think they've only done this like once or twice, but they I think it was like also for bread because it had to rise overnight. They had them mm, start the challenge right. the day before and they left it rising overnight and they came back to it. And I'm like, if you really wanted to do like the bagel that badly, you could have left it. You right. could have done something. Um And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? And it was just like really disgraceful. And I was like, let me see what other people thought of this. There are many articles (laughs) that people have written about the Rainbow Bagels. And someone tweeted, Paul Hollywood's Rainbow Bagels are anti-Semitic. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. so funny. I'm not going to say it's anti-Semitic because I'm not Jewish and I don't get to say that. But I thought it was hilarious that someone tweeted that. And I was like, honestly... Honestly, I can't Paul Hollywood
0: you. looks um, down upon American cooking and baking so much. But if you can't even make a bagel? Yeah, but like, I'm like, can make a bagel.
1: Yeah. I mean, none he of the bagels like whole came of out. Of a show. Show. Not a single one of them came no, out. No, and
2: well.
0: they were all a disaster.
2: And they why were all a rainbow? disaster. Like,
0: Are yeah, they trying to be like pride Month? Well, cuz it's it's more No.
2: That's also another thing. A Rainbow bagel like is gross. Like it looks disgusting. Yeah. I've never had a rainbow bagel no we you don't do it yeah. because like like i said like the rainbow bagel for it to really look like a rainbow it has to be like has to have like a very right. bad crust it can't get brown at all what a shame. yeah so it you have an undercooked
1: bagel yeah it was like it was awful. i mean part of me thinks that the reason the bagels had to be rainbow was because it's harder to tell if they're cooked and then you have to have like the rainbow aspect of it which is more difficult um, but yeah, none of them came out well. Oh, mm. I will say the season has been a little weird in the sense that I feel like the challenges are like not that hard, but yet things are are going awry. Like I believe it was last week they made the contestants make brownies. It's just odd. That's the one I just watched, but
2: they all did kind of bad.
1: Like no one had a great Mm -hmm. brownie. Like one of the
2: contestants, her brownies were like raw, and they were running all over the place. And I was like, "Girl, what are you doing?" Yeah, it's been. I've been kind of waiting for it to all come
0: out so I can just binge it.
2: Yeah, yeah. There are seven episodes, so you can watch. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: we're. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, are we halfway through? We're more than halfway through. Whoa! It's been going so quickly didn't yeah. even realize. I do also feel mm-hmm. like this season, it, it doesn't seem very clear to me like who the winner will be. It feels like any yeah. week somebody could go home. Everyone's
2: everyone's all over the place. Sometimes people do awful and then they win the showstopper, they do well in the technical. Yeah. It's anyone's <sighs> I game. I don't
1: know. Good season. Truly. Love Paul. Yeah. Despite his rainbow bagel fiasco. Oh, I, I like Paul. I don't love
2: yeah. Paul.
0: Yeah. I think he's a little too um, built up. Like, I'm like, you're not as great as people think you are. You know? Nah, yeah.
2: After this whole bagel thing, I was like, this not. What a downfall. Is not...
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. Anyway. Jen, in Love is Alive news, what is up this week?
1: I know. I have a lot of Love is Alive news. <laughs> Maybe Love isn't dead. Um, just want to say congrats to three different couples. <laughs> First, Blake <laughs> Shelton and Gwen Stefani got engaged. Megan Rapino and her now fiancé, Sue Bird, also engaged. And then Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost are married. So, wow, lots
0: of, wow. Lots of lovey-dovey news. I care about no one Me except too. Megan and Sue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani was interesting because they've been together for a long time. Yeah. And so, I don't know why, but I just kind of assumed that they were just going to, like, stay boyfriend girlfriend forever because they've been together for so long but hey good for them I didn't actually even know that Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost were married or um I'm sorry engaged I thought they were already I had married. no
0: idea I feel like they've been engaged for a while
1: see I didn't even know they were engaged no. oh well I'm out of the loop um but it was weird because uh was it meal on wheels like announced it It wasn't either one of them that announced it. Like, it was this charity Hmm. that had announced it. Interesting. Um, and there wasn't like a picture either. It was just it was a little odd, but whatever. Congrats. Enjoy. Congrats. Maybe love isn't dead.
0: Megan at her wedding and Megan and Sue's wedding. I just can't wait to see what they wear. They're gonna have good outfits. That's gonna be a good wedding. Mm
1: -hmm. Here for it. Here for it. Love
0: it. Love to see. Everybody whose relationship is thriving in quarantine, you know? You're either getting divorced or married. Mm -hmm.
1: Can't relate. (laughs)
0: Cannot relate, which is fine. Uh, I think it's that point in the program, as Jackie would say. Sorry, I kind of stole it um, for our sheroes and heroes of the week. So, Jen, I think you're the only one with some heroes. So, please do share with
1: the class. I will share with the class. Thank you, Kira. <laughs> it feels like, like we never really talk about heroes. But I think given that I have two heroes, well, two heroes, <laughs> that means <laughs> two heroes equals one hero. I think that math adds up. That math makes sense. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: pay women more. My first-
1: <laughs> yes, if Two
0: yes. heroes equals one hero. Pay women more.
1: Yes, feminism. Anyway. My one hero this week is Pope Francis, who uh, is the head of the Catholic Church, if you did not know. He's, like, kind of liberal for being a Catholic, um, which has been a nice, like, breath of fresh air that I think the Catholic Church needs. And two weeks ago now, he endorsed same-sex civil unions. And while this doesn't really seem like a big deal, it kind of seems like the bare minimum for 2020, um... I actually think this is like pretty huge for the Catholic community and like the Christian community, because, you know, we know so many times, uh, especially in America, because we have religious freedoms under the first amendment that sometimes that gets twisted as an excuse for people who are religious to oppress people who are LGBTQ. Um, and that's, you know, really disheartening. So I'm hopeful that, you know, potentially this announcement in this, uh, endorsement from the Pope will, uh, you know, enable people who are Catholics to be more accepting of people who are gay and lesbian and bi at least. Um, So, you know, optimistic for a world that uses religion more as an excuse to be inclusive and loving of all people. You know, I wouldn't really consider myself a religious person, but I did have to go to religion classes for like eight or nine years. And the one thing that I did take away from everything was that like God and Jesus is accepting and loving of all people, regardless of who they are. And I hope that that, you know, foundational uh, pillar of Christianity is uh, utilized more to be more accepting of other people rather as a, rather than a weapon of oppression. So, you know, that's a, it was like kind of big news. I would say that he's, He endorsed that. So thanks, Pope Francis. My other hero is Paul Rudd, who is just like always a hero because he's Paul Rudd. Um, Mm He was handing out cookies to voters in Brooklyn uh, in the rain, by the way, which is just like, of course, Paul Rudd did that. So we just like truly do not deserve him. such a dream And I wish I was online (laughs) getting cookies from Paul Rudd that day. Alas, it is what it is. We love him. The
0: best Hollywood Paul.
1: True. True. He is just, like, universally loved. I feel like there's not a a soul in this world that doesn't like Paul Rudd. Like, if you don't like Paul Rudd, you're wrong. Mm.
0: True. (laughs) So, those are my heroes. Amazing. Thanks for sharing. Love it. Um, in terms of retakes... I tried really hard to think of another dinner guest um, following our <laughs> 36 questions to fall in love conversation, and I, you know, I really put in time and tried to think about like, what, who could I get the most out of? Like what could ben- what could I benefit most from? And I just decided there's nobody better than Michelle Obama or Oprah. So my answer holds:
1: If you had to choose one, answer. who would it be?
0: It's hard. I feel like Oprah, just because she's had a longer, like such a long career and has been around for so much. Yeah. I feel Mm -hmm. like she has such wisdom. She's talked to everyone. She just gives so, like so many stories and gives such wisdom.
1: Yeah. And she's also personally been through a lot as well. So Mm -hmm. a great choice. Both are great choices. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Any other retakes? Uh,
1: None for me. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, that brings us right to the end. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, you can connect with us on Instagram at her take podcast or Twitter at her take pod. Um, and we will see you next or we won't see you, but you'll hear from us next week. All right. Last time I can say this. So stay home, stay safe. And if you're listening to this on November 3rd,
1: 2020 vote. Ciao. Thanks for listening. Please vote. Bye.